Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we investigate the gunfights, car chases, and proper action of Hot Fuzz one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And today we're about to go off on minute 11, which begins with Nicholas turning back to look at the hoodie youths congregating by the fountain and ends with Nicholas glaring at a ginger teen. Uh, hoodie youths. Hoodie youths. Good album. Good band. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just, don't know. I, I just like the phrase. I like the turn of phrase. <laughs> Hoodie youths. Uh, and we have a guest, Caleb Abbott. Welcome. Hey, everybody. Uh, happy to have you on the show. Uh, so, yeah, we, 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 we join Nicholas as he uh, marches, into the, uh, marches into the pub. And we were, if I remember correctly, we were kind of sort of breaking ground on where the Hoodie youths stand in, like, the, the Sanford-like pecking order. You know, this weird society, like where are Because like, I mean, like they're, they're kind of like, we were deducing that they are different than the youths in the bar. Mm-hmm. They are not the same. Right. Th- these are like a little younger. These are like attack the block age. And these kids are more like seniors in high school. It seems so. Yeah. Uh, I, and also just in general, like who are their parents? Mm-hmm. <laughs> who lives in this village? Yeah. Where do they come from? Why are there no girls? Sure. <laughs> Where are the girls? It's uh, they. I mean, at first glance, when, when you're watching the footage, it, it does look like the the hoodie youths. I mean, when you look at their faces, they don't look that much older or anything than the than the kids that you see in the pub. But you do get that feeling that they are like of a different class, like you said, Nick. Yeah, like like in, in the video game of this world, they would be a different enemy. Like the hoodie youth would have its own set of powers and abilities mm-hmm. than like the the underage drinkers. Right? It, yeah, they're a tier two. Yeah, body, yeah. Whereas the underage pub kids are a tier one. Definitely, yeah. absolutely. Um, and yeah, and then we get it. it, it it's uh, purposefully inauspicious, but we do get the uh, the first on screen, uh, you know, appearance of uh, Nick Frost. Yeah, in this minute, it's Danny Butterman asking for a lager. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is fun, um, and then we get introduced to uh, Roy and Mary Porter, who are the uh, proprietors of this uh, pub. Yeah, of course, played by uh, Julia Deacon. Of course, playing the uh, the misses of the pair. Yes, space alum. Yes, Julia Deacon. Yeah, and then uh, I, you know, and I, I never knew that this was her. No, uh, like it wasn't until um, I watched behind the scenes stuff from Spaced, and like they just interviewed Julia Deacons, and I was like. Oh wait, that's she's from she's in Hot Fuzz. Wait a minute, because uh, she just looks so different from her character from Spaced. Right? Yeah, I mean, like uh, interesting of no, I mean, just interestingly, uh, Nick Frost didn't have like a such a busy filmography in between these two. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't in too much in between Shaun of the Dead and then Hot Fuzz. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in a movie called Wild Child in two thousand and eight. Uh, I thought this was just of note. Uh, the narrator 
And that U- was after this because this is 2007. Got it, got it. So and, he was not in Wild Child. And then yeah. uh, from 2005 <laughs> to 2008, he was the narrator in 26 episodes of the UK version of Super Nanny. That's weird. Well, yeah. Now I got to watch Super Nanny. So, I guess. so like every time it was like you know, little to Super Nanny now that the daughter hasn't been outside in several years. Like that, <laughs> that was like Nick Frost. Wow. What a gig. All right. Yeah. He was kind of he was a he was a staple of of British television, and uh, yeah, some truly. Uh, Really, really top of the line drunk acting in this minute mm-hmm. by Nick Frost. Mm-hmm. Just eating the peanuts like one at a time, like discovering each one as from what looks to be the largest goblet of peanuts <laughs> that any British pub could offer. Yeah, that thing is ridiculous, and it's just like by itself on the side of the bar. And every time he takes one, he's like, "I shouldn't have another one." Well, just one more. Yeah, just one more. <laughs> It looks like it's being served in one of those like kitschy Mexican restaurant margarita fish bowl. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like a vase. <laughs> the uh, the first time I saw this movie, and probably even a couple of times, I thought that that was a big old thing of uh, wine corks, mm-hmm. and that he was like chewing on wine cork, <laughs> <laughs> like you do, in the like pub, you do. You know? Yeah. Uh, I also I like the detail of um, the the. Uh, the 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 I don't know what you call those the beer poles whatever tap handles tap handles how they're all the same because they probably only have one kind of beer sure uh, they just got uh, the oldest one and then the second <laughs> oldest and then the newest <laughs> it's like uh, one of those pubs is just like do you like a light or a dark yeah it's like, those are your options they don't even have names it's just beer here. the lager please Mary is a lot yeah probably so like the they do think they have like different kinds of beer do you think the lager is the only preference offer do you think they have like an ale yeah they probably have a lager and an ale that's probably the options right yeah yeah, yeah. it looks like they have three handles so maybe a stout or something as well oh you maybe know, british pub they need a sure. they need a dark like a something. like a guinness and uh just a brief 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 note on uh the needle drop there is technically a needle drop in this minute and that is my division uh like the man once said and uh the song is sergeant rock is going to help me by british band xdc uh, releases the band's 12th single in December of 1980. It is uh, actually XTC's biggest single chart success to this date. Mm. Uh, yeah, so just a classic 1980 jam. Uh, very easily could have been something that Edgar Wright himself heard at a pub while underage drinking with his friends. Sure. I don't know. Um, have either of you guys worked in a in a bar before? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get Do you get a lot of cranberry juice orders? Like people just not wanting to drink and going cranberry juice instead of like water or something. Every so often you'll get that. Uh, usually it'll be like the person who's out with friends who maybe is abstaining for whatever reasons, or they've chose not to drink, or you know, AA twelve step pro- program, something like that. Every so often, definitely not common. Um, more often than not, you'd see like a woman who was hiding the fact that she was pregnant and she'd like order a Sprite with a lime and just like pretend there's vodka in it because she didn't want her friends to know yet or something like that. But honestly, just the straight, I'm going to go into a bar and order a non-alcoholic drink is not super common. You'd be like, why? Why are you here? Go to the gas station. It seems (laughs) to me like something like a bodyguard would do. Like you'd have to actually like, I'm on the clock. Yes. I have to be at this bar. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's a good point. That's a, yeah. That's real. Uh, you once remarked upon, uh, Scott, in real life that uh, I go in for snacks in much the same way as Danny Butterman does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's true. It's true. <laughs> yeah. Just the way that you just sort of like 
pick at things. You like you because you have to like you visualize the whole area, mm-hmm. and then you zero in on the individual snack that you're going to grab, and then you you go for it. Yeah, <laughs> just like just like Danny here. I also speaking of Danny, I need to point out uh, something he does that is unlike you. Okay, uh, which is that uh, he orders a logger at 27 seconds in, and he finish or he receives the logger at 27 seconds in. And he finishes it by second forty-two and orders another one. So that nice. is a that is a fifteen-second logger. There you go. He t- he walks away at second twenty-eight. Yep, taking his first drink, and then yeah. he is back. Yep, second at- forty-three. <laughs> yeah. It is empty. Yeah, another logger, please, Mary. Uh, right it's no wonder home. he's he's uh, a little drunk later. The yeah. what now? What makes it so? Like that's a little sad. You know, another lager, please, Mary. That's a little sad. The fact that Rito, my love, is the same uh-huh. makes it sadder because it means that Julia Deacon is complicit. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, whatever. Or doesn't even notice. It's just such a habit at this point. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, a, a, a product of being able to watch this minute by minute. Uh, we do have an Easter egg uh, right behind the bartender. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Bloody Marys being served. On the menu, mm-hmm. uh, Bloody Mary possibly being a reference in a in a sherry something, sherry. probably like a sherry glass of some sort, sherry float. What does that it's like say? It says float. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's a Bloody Mary with a sherry float. So uh, Bloody Mary being a reference to the Bloody Mary that appeared in Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, sure. There's a girl in the garden. In the uh, garden, there's a girl. That yeah. means they're gonna a, a floater is probably what it says. A floater is when you pour a little bit of liquor on top of a cocktail, and there's like a thin layer. Oh, so oh. like a Cadillac margarita, you have a floater of an orange liqueur on top. And God. so they're serving a Bloody Mary with sherry floating on top of the actual cocktail. Oh, interesting. That's, a, that's a not a, that's a pretty classy drink, you know? I, I guess. I don't know. I think that, I think that sounds gross, personally. I can't see that tasting very no. good. No. <laughs> I guess I've just, I guess Frazier has just trained me that sherry is like classy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so Roy and Mary, not fans of the newspaper. They, yes. They call it a fish wrapper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the which, local fish wrapper. Yeah. Which is, uh, I, I think that's a, I've never heard that turn of phrase as like a, a dismissive. It's a very British. Uh, yeah. Slight. Yeah. 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 Like a, like a slight on a newspaper calling it a, a fish wrapper. Cause that's the only thing it's good for. But what a very specific diss to yeah. be like, this is something that only works for uh, paper journalism that you <laughs> don't regard well. Yeah. 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 Man, I, m- I miss the days when we were calling stuff like rags. Like, ah, don't read the post. That's a rag. Like now mm-hmm. it's all like, you know, now we make fun of like clickbait. That's true. That's what it's become. Clickbait. Uh, like, oh, local clickbait. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. So, Julia Deacon is uh, really offended uh, that she was uh, mis- misquote, mis- misaged at 55. Yeah. When she's actually 53. Yeah. Which, well, I don't, I, so, I don't know. Lighten up, lady. So great. She, <laughs> she, she's, so, right. she's so great, Julia Deacon. Yeah, she, she is. She's just the right amount of, like, passive-aggressively, like, it's fine. It's fine that she thought, they thought I was 55. Yeah. And when she said, which I'm actually 53, like she says it like, can you believe that? Yeah. Believe the gall of this man. Uh, so yeah, and, and I just you know, want to reiterate for listeners, uh, when, they're, when they're criticizing the Sanford Citizen, they are actually just criticizing Tim Messenger because this entire newspaper yeah. is written, edited, and printed by one man. Yes. And 
they are it just it's so i don't know it's so i love that it, they're just like they could easily just be like oh tim fucked up again <laughs> right <laughs> leave it to fucking tim but no they, they like they don't they the citizen the paper like it's not one dude. yeah <laughs> it's it's like it, his newspaper is even sadder than like a high school newspaper because at least there's like usually a newspaper staff even if it's only like three or four kids right there's still more than one person involved yeah, it's almost like a Charlie Brown situation where, like, how Lucy was just, like, the psychiatrist. The, you know, there was, like, one peanut that just did the newspaper. I feel yeah. like there is a cartoon where there is, like, one kid that does the newspaper by himself. Oh, man. That seems like such a cartoon. That, that seems familiar. But so is this guy, is this is this a daily periodical? Is this, like... That's exactly, uh, like, yeah. Like is, So is this guy spending every waking moment creating this periodical? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and he makes a lot of mistakes because... He doesn't have time to edit himself. I uh, my, my first job was uh, I was a film critic for our local newspaper, and that was a weekly edition. Mm-hmm. And that was a small, you know, it was like a Texas city. Uh, so, like, the idea of even, like, a, a British village. And as we will note in minutes to come, Sanford is not small. Mm-hmm. It, it's like a simple town. It's not like a metropolis, but it's like a decent size and population. Yeah. There, I know, mean, there's no way. No, no town has this many uh, boy children uh around youths yeah youths if if they don't have a pretty good population um statistically there's got to be at least two adults for each of the children <laughs> right. in this pub at least yeah and and yeah and so the idea that this is a daily circulation of what like let's be let's be super conservative and say six pages mm-hmm. or eight pages mm-hmm. for a local newspaper every day by one person what's he writing about there's a lot of filler there's a lot of filler right. <laughs> So I catch myself wanting to look like for Easter eggs or something in the in the headline because they you do do get a couple of sh- mm-hmm. like really clear shots, a couple of close ups on the paper like once when it's folded up on the bar, uh, and then it, um, then again when Simon Pegg's character is reading it. Uh, so I catch myself wanting to wanting to look at that to see like well what is this guy writing about like what is going on in this town? Uh, so we see Frozen on the headline, uh, waiting for the play bar to move. Uh, mystery surrounds uh, proposed bypass mm-hmm. with bypass spelled B-I-P-A-S-S. <laughs> uh, something about first class looks like a, a, a elementary school graduation. Village of the Year brought forward. So it looks like Village of the Year award. And that looks like the same awards that are hanging behind the bar. Right. Uh, when you go to the bar, uh, the scene with the two uh, pub owners. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something denoting a uh, an achievement uh Achieved by Sanford Primary School. Mm. First I, class. First class. So maybe they got like honors and grades. Like, I don't know if the standardized tests happen in the UK the way they do in America. But I guess they got top notches. Everyone passed their OWLs. Mm-hmm. Uh, great. Good for them. <laughs> so we know that there's a primary school. That's actually really interesting. Yeah. So there are parents. There are families that are raising their children in Sanford despite the uh, severe penalties for wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Curiouser and curiouser. I did notice it said the Sanford citizen serving a Sanford community since 1848. I am obsessed with the idea that this is a family gig that is passed on from messenger to messenger. It's also possible, too, that um, while he writes most of it, because that's way more than eight pages as we're looking at it now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's as, more as, like as flipping through it. Yeah, it's more like 16 pages, I would say. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, it's also possible that he could 
uh, uh, use uh, what is it like Associated Press, right? Where you, right. where you, uh, yeah, where you like just buy articles to put in your newspaper, right? Your like local a, newspaper, yeah, like you know, local like goings on at Parliament, yeah. Because there's like this citizen sports section in the back. Row hits double, and I imagine like I don't think they have sports teams here in Sanford, right. so I imagine that you know that's probably just like something that he uh, mm-hmm. that he. Uh, oh, you know, I, I bet big I bet Skinner worked out a deal to where like three or four pages are just like coupons and ads. I'm just, I'm just, I, I, I my imagination wants to leave Tim <laughs> of some of this work. Oh, poor Tim! And then uh, at the very end, we see hints of uh, Nicholas Angel's defining characteristic: his mm-hmm. inability to switch off. And and my favorite uh, detail, maybe in the whole movie, uh, it's entirely possible. Uh, my favorite detail is if you take a look at these kids uh, and their beers; they're all drinking their beers with straws. Oh wow! Almost, <laughs> nice, nice. Almost, yeah. almost <laughs> accentuating. Their uh, their their youth. Yes. Uh, imagine drinking a pint of beer out of a plastic straw. <laughs> and the great thing about like this, a chocolate milk. And the greatest thing about this Easter egg, this is what happened to me when Scott pointed it out, is once you see it, it is in your middle finger in your face. There are yeah. so many straws and so many pint glasses, and they're just like holding them and laughing with them. Yeah, it's maybe my new favorite joke of the movie. <laughs> uh. Yeah, that's one I definitely didn't notice until we were doing notes for the show. <laughs> just drinking beer through a straw. Yeah, I mean, it looks like like the the framing and the setting with like the kids sitting around the table, like laughing with each other, holding cups with straws. Like you could just change the beer to Coke and put them in a mall, and then like it, they would be doing the same thing. So it's yeah. actually pretty brilliant. It's like, yeah, they're doing what kids would be doing. They but just, it's beer. They just have beer in a pub yeah, rather than you know a Slurpee at Seven Eleven. Yeah, it's funny. It's amazing what the eye tells the brain. Also, also, I, 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 I feel like it's worth pointing out that like you know the age of of uh, drinking in in England is eighteen. So like these kids are like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, they have maybe like eighteen months left. Yeah, they're right. like babies, yeah, and they're man. just drinking beer. But you know what? I, I, and this is from an outside perspective. Uh, Abbott, you've actually been to uh, to the United Kingdom, parts of it at least, yes. from my understanding. Yeah. So like, isn't I don't know from my impression. Drinking is sort of more into the culture than it is here, or at least a different relationship with like going to pubs, having a beer. Right. There, there's way less of a, I, I guess, a negative stigma uh, attached to that there. And there's also way more of the, the pub being just like a community hub kind mm-hmm. of thing. That That's way more entrenched in the culture there. The public house. Exactly. Yeah. The, the deriv- yeah. <laughs> derivation of the word for sure. Um, that... Uh, because, like, young kids can go, like, an eight-year-old could go sit at the bar mm-hmm. um, if the parents are there and stuff. And, you know, in America, most places would frown upon that. Or Right. It would you know, be seen you, as trashy or not couth. Sure. You, you go into the big corporate places who are, you know, really legal-minded, like a Buffalo Wild Wings or something. Yeah. And there's, like, that sign, that the 21 and up past this point. Right. Like, to be near the bar. Yes. But yeah, it's true. no big deal to see a toddler sitting at the bar with his dad drinking a pint somewhere in the united kingdom and so this is like way more accepted and just part of the culture over there for sure super interesting and it it definitely comes through edgar wright's filmography where Mm -hmm. uh, like there's a pub in every movie except scott pilgrim and baby driver and even even in scott pilgrim there's that scene in the bar the roxy fight is at a bar that's true because he gets he gets two gnts oh steady on (laughs) alky 
Um, anyway, uh, yeah. So, any any closing thoughts on this minute before we uh, move on to uh, tomorrow? Dan, Danny's given a third pint. <laughs> I was trying to like we were rewatching this in the background, and I was like, "Was that a third one?" I was waiting for another pass to like really pay attention, but I think you're right. Yeah, because it was 42 seconds. Was the se- was was uh, the second? Was this one? He's given one. And Judge Fab, very okay. Oh, he finishes. And, He's asked uh, for. He asked, he asked for, for the second one. That's the third. Handed, that's, that's the third. Oh, okay. One. I think he was just handed the third one. Yeah. It. yeah. Okay. It just took her a second to pour that third. The second one she poured really fast, but yeah, took mm-hmm. her a second. She's busy. Uh, She's busy. Yeah. Anyway, a lot of lot of pints. A lot of pints. Solid minute. Lots to dig through. Yeah, it's true. Excited to see more of these underage drinkers. Never yeah, thought I'd say that. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we will be back uh, tomorrow. In the meantime, if you are on Facebook, join our Facebook group, the Cornetto Minute Listeners Pub. Uh, join the discussion. Hear what other people think about, uh, I don't know, le- legal alcohol laws. Yeah, know. no, actually, actually, genuinely, if we have any UK listeners or, you know, listeners that grew up in England, uh, you know, and have any memories or impressions and just educate us. That's one of the best parts of the show is like getting to find out about life on the other side of the pond we're lucky to have uh the listeners that we have special thanks to our patreon associate producer ed foster and uh we'll be back tomorrow for the greater good indeed the greater good